1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. Brought to you by Screen X, exclusively at Market Ridge Cinema in New Berlin. Screen X provides moviegoers with a 270-degree viewing experience. Immerse yourself in the breathtaking visuals at Marcus Ridge Cinema's Screen X in New Berlin. Get your tickets at MarcusTheaters.com. There it is. Jeez. Even the computers are slow around here today. Time to talk music news. Sorry I sound so aggravated, Gary, but these darn computers. They're not... the, bane of, the bane of our existence. We did just fine with uh, chisel and hammer. Uh, we, huh. did, we did fine with vinyl. You know, you queue up. You queue up a record, you hit the on button, and there, boom, it kicks in and you got music. So many things we did just fine with. Yes. And, and stay off my wand. Yes. <laughs> right. And there weren't even chemicals on it back then. That's true. It was just, you know, maybe a little malorganite. Uh-huh. You know, something natural. Good morning, Gary. How are you? I'm all right. How are you guys? Great. Are you? How's Hanukkah? Is it chugging? It's, it's, we're wrapping it up. You know, right. Last, last candle last night, Sunday. Has a so is that, is that the biggest night of Hanukkah? Um, uh, no, the first night's probably the biggest, but, you know, there's a reason they call it Eight Crazy Nights. So <laughs> the reason, reason my voice sounds a little bit like it does this morning. Okay. All right. We take our crazy nights seriously around here. All right. Very good. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you had a, uh, a good holiday. Where do you want to start this morning? There's I mean, a lot you know, on we, your list. There, there, is, there is a lot we can run through. You know, we, we touch on her quite a bit, but we can run through the vast amount of Taylor Swift news. Uh, that we have. So there is a, she, it was confirmed this week, she has the first tour that's, that's topped a billion dollars in ticket sales. Um, she earned $1.04 billion on just the 2023 leg of the Eras tour. She, of course, goes into next year where they, they're predicting she'll earn another billion dollars. And, of course, Taylor Swift topped the box office for 2023, followed in the top 10 by Beyonce, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, Coldplay, Harry Styles, Morgan Wallen, Ed Sheeran, Pink, The Weeknd, and Drake. Uh, total box office, by the way, worldwide for con- concerts was $9.7 billion, 70.1 million ticket sales, and that's, uh, that's a record. So the $1.04 billion from the tour... Is just the tour, not the movie of the tour or the Netflix special of the uh, tour. It's just butts in the seats. Right. Billboard, wow. is, Billboard is estimating that Taylor's total gross uh, this year was $1.82 billion. So another, you know, so is 80, that, 80 million. Is, are, are those the T-shirts and the hats the, right. and the books and T-shirts the program? The record yeah. sales and right. the movie, you know, the movie was $250 million. Uh, her music, they estimate, grossed uh, $536 million in streaming royalties. Uh, it was a good year. It was a good year, and so she celebrated uh, her. 30- it was the best year ever. Yes, it's not. A, it's not. It's this not is this year. is this is her hanging 63 on the Chargers last night. Uh, you know, it's never been done before. And, and what was it? 42 or 48 in the first? Yeah, half. yeah, yeah. So that's what she did this year. She just hung a two billion yeah. burger on the rest of the music industry. A, you know, it was it was a shack attack, the musical equivalent of a shack attack. Um, you know, there's so many, so many things things we can compare it to. And so she had reason to celebrate the other night in New York City as she turned thirty four on the thirteenth and she had a big old party with 
a lot of her celebrity buddies, but no Travis Kelsey because he had a mandatory practice. He, he is still a football player. I'm sure Andy and, Reid likes Taylor Swift. I'm oh, sure. Yeah. I'm sure all everyone in the organization well, enjoys Taylor Swift, but he's got a job to do, well, and they're yeah, on a exactly. two-game losing streak exactly. too. Exactly. So he wasn't going to get dispensation to leave the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs ownership. By the way, did give Taylor a holiday present in the Sweden Green Bay. In fact, uh, oh, there's, a, pic- there's okay. a picture of some of the hunts handing her handing her a nice package. Of stuff. Well, what are, what what do you give Taylor Swift? Give, I don't know. You know, a custom Chiefs jersey, or yeah, you know, who knows? They haven't said what it was yet. And you, she got to cap everything with a Golden Globe Award nomination for the Eras Tour film. Uh, in a very in a very interesting ca- category, they've introduced this new category. It's the cinematic and box office achievement category. So, and this was tailor made. <laughs> Yeah, pun intended. I was going to say for thing for things really? like the Taylor, like the the Eras Tour film, Beyonce's film, things that aren't a conventional movie, but were still yeah. shown in movie theaters and and did a big box office. I think I know the answer to this already, but why haven't bands done this before? Well, they ha- they have, but this this is this but is not started, like not like not, she did not it, not quite like this. And this is so this has started a new era. You're going to see a lot more of this, but only really only certain acts can pull it off at the level that a Taylor Swift or even a Beyonce uh, has. You know, I don't think I don't know Anne Berlin, you know, for instance, or you know, they're they're most the vast majority of music acts cannot do something like this you know you do you do streaming stuff McCartney could pull it off McCartney, I think McCartney could yeah it has to be done as a special event and there has to be a a demand that you know that so the, one of the reasons the Eras, well the Eras tour and Taylor this this is a whole other thing but one of the reasons Beyonce's film is working so well is yes she has a following but she also played a limited number of cities and those shows sold out, so you had a lot of people who weren't able to see it. What about Springsteen? He could he has a big enough fan base where they would go wild for this, right? Not at these kind of numbers, okay? Because he tours around. I mean, that's the thing. It's really about the, it's really about did you get to see him or not? And it, you know, one of the reasons uh, Talking Heads stopped making sense did so well is you know not only not only was it a great film with a great legacy and a great reputation, but we haven't seen the talking heads since then. So it was an opportunity for old fans to go see them perform again in a theater in IMAX, if you were lucky enough. And for all those fans who came along after that tour happened in 1983. And we got that we got that great online promo, too. Oh, yeah. Where he goes to the dry cleaners to pick up his suit. Uh-huh. Uh, no, they did it right. They rolled it out right and marketed it right. So, you know, you're gonna, you will see more of this. I mean, as Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey talk about, well, what's the Who gonna do moving forward if they don't have an appetite for touring? Yeah, film, stage, you know, do one show, film it, roll it out. You know, Willie Nelson did that with his 90th birthday concerts during April at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, the Who and Willie should have done these 20, 30 years ago when they were in their prime, not uh, at the know, end of their career. The Who still sounds okay. Willie Willie performs in a way that it still works. You know, he's stripped down the family band now to a quartet. You know, I think it's a quartet, and then you welcome some guests, and it's, it's an unplugged kind of thing, and Willie still sounds good 
in that. Or yeah, yeah, he still sounds good in that kind of set. All right, what's up with the uh, since we're on the Taylor Swift train here? I got uh, a question. What is a Taylor Swift show? Uh, is it wildly different from? I don't know, Brittany or Katy Perry or Beyonce. I assume there's it was some smoke, level. some pyrotechnics, some dancers. Right, uh, lots of staging, wardrobe changes. Lots of yeah. were, well, sure. I mean, she was doing, what, nine eras in the thing, nine chapters. So you're not going to wear the same thing between two chapters. Right. And, and sometimes she changed costumes within the era. So, you know, it's basically next level of those kind of shows that started – I mean, you know, you trace it back to an Alice Cooper in terms of, you know, theatrical rock and roll concerts, but certainly then the Jackson, you know, Michael Jackson came along and and took it to another level. Madonna comes along, you know, so on and so forth. And this is the latest iteration of the concert spectacular. Okay. Well. So. You know, what I know the, what you're trying to do. You're trying to come up with a special thing. You're what's trying to come up with a special thing. Is just Taylor Swift. You want to grab all the ingredients in the Taylor Swift cake and make one of your own and make a half a billion dollars out on tour singing these songs. I'd settle for a quarter, quarter billion. Of a billion. That's going right? to be my line exactly. <laughs> I mean, if it's me, if it's me singing, I would be astounded by anything, <laughs> any, anything that's that's in front of a decimal point. And this Ticketmaster thing. Oh, the, uh, with the fans. So, you know, the main, you know, as you'll recall, after the snafu um, th- that we had with with the Taylor Swift ticket sales, there were a number of lawsuits. And the main the main person uh, who, had, who had sued her has now withdrawn the suit. And apparently uh, she and Ticketmaster are, are in discussions about a settlement. So we don't know if a settlement has been reached yet. But but the suit itself uh, has been withdrawn. This is a woman named Michelle. I think it's pronounced Stereoth. And she filed the case a year ago, you know, after tickets went on sale and they had all those, you know, basically Ticketmaster blew up. And, you know, people, we, the people who were willing to pay the money, so many of them weren't able to get tickets. All right, we've come to some sort of agreement. It sounds like it, you know, or, it or at least they're well on the way to it, which we kind of knew was what was going to happen. Kevin Costner's rebounding nicely. It seems to be so. The word is he and he is now together with Jewel, you know, singer songwriter of of some repute. They were spotted together in the Caribbean at at a charity island weekend. Richard Branson hosted on his private island, and they were seen being you know very affectionate with each other. And you know he's of course Costner's bouncing off a a divorce of his own and all the stuff that's going on with Yellowstone. Uh, Jewel, according to an insider, is is uh, very attracted to that very manly kind of John Dutton, you know, persona. Well, she that, was married to who before? He was a rodeo guy. Oh, she was married. Ty, uh, Ty Murray. Herndon, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Ty Murray. Yeah. Ty Murray. So Ty, Murray. Ty Herndon's a singer. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but he sings a Ty, Ty Herndon sings a rodeo. Well, and her family is the... Uh... Um, Alaskan something family, right. frontier well, yeah, family were, you know, on reality was, TV. So, you know, she has that. I guess she has that in her taste. So we'll see. We'll keep an eye on this. It's not going to be Taylor and Travis, but it's going to be. You know, it was it was one that raised some eyebrows this week. What was the Ty Herndon song? More living, living, living in the moment. What is it? Some more that to, I could ask for. It was something like that. I'd yeah, have to look, I'd have to look him up. Right. I was just listening to him not long ago. It's funny you bring him up. 
I know. It's kind of a flashback. I know. You know, there's a, there's a minute there, you know, Jewel, Ty Herndon, Ty Murray. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, are of a, they are of a similar time frame. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Mass Singer, which makes grown men scream. Brian Cena. Hold their, Hold their and head scream. and scream out loud like a 14-year-old girl. It was. Okay, I scream in something in another way when I see that show. It was. <laughs> it was John Oates. He was the anteater. Yes. So those who were paying attention or maybe thinking about it, and if you if you think that much about the mass singer, I don't know that I want to know any know that person. But John Oates was the anteater. He was unmasked uh, this week after he was voted off the island or whatever else they do. So, you know, he was asked right afterwards uh, by Entertainment, I think it was Entertainment Weekly, about the lawsuit with Daryl Hall and if he could ever envision uh, performing with Daryl Hall again. And he and John Oates said, you never say never to anything. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just focused on where I am in life, yada, 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 which is what you'd expect him to say. But, you know, it really hurts me when I see credible singers. Get on, <laughs> on, this, on that show. Like, on this, right. You're John Oates. You're in the Rock and Roll Freaking yeah. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Rudy Giuliani should be up there. Gronk should be up there. That's, Not you. you. Know, yeah, I know. I mean, it really it really bugs me when that happens. Up there you know, singing he, against Donut and Candelabra. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, I guess it's fun. You know, <laughs> I mean, John Oates says it's fun. I've talked to, oh, I think I've talked to, um, oh, uh, Blanket from Poison, um, Brett Michaels. Oh, yeah. You know, he did it. He talked about how much fun it is. Well, so, but then when they get unmasked, they get all the, the worship, you know. I know. They get know. all the compliments. And, whoever, we pick, whoever we left on the show is a much worse singer than you are, but we're going to tell you how much we love you, <laughs> even, though we, even though we voted you off. I, it, just, right. it, 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 makes, it does make me scream. Ario but, and Tesla are both yeah. getting residencies in Las Vegas. Yeah, you know, Vegas, Vegas is the place, of course. So Ario is going to come back six more times to the Venetian Resort in the new year. They're going to do three shows in May and three in October. Tesla, meanwhile, is going to the House of Blues Las Vegas at Mandalay Bay. They'll be there for five shows in April that they promise are going to change a lot from night to night. So it's basically every you know everybody's playing Vegas. These these are the latest two. What is points. if you're going to do a residency? What is the place to do the residency? Is it at the uh, the Sphere right now where you well, two is? Sphere, if you, if you can do it, I mean it takes a particular an act of a particular status and caliber uh, to even be able to consider this. Right now we've only had two you two, and then Fish is going to do a weekend of shows there. So, you know, but, you know. Well, that's what we just talking about in Showbiz News, doing a residency there. Who's talking about it? Uh, talking about Beyonce is, uh, you know, is, is legitimately talking. That's been confirmed that she is in talks, and then the rest has been speculation. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure those folks are going to, the fierce folks are just banging on lots of doors uh, to, try to, to try to keep the building full. You know, of other places, House of Blues seems to have a good rep. The Coliseum at Caesars, which was... I don't know about the House of Blues. Isn't that where David Lee Roth was? Yeah, but it's, I think mm. that where Santana is. <laughs> Everybody's too, and, entitled to a... Yeah, it's a, little, you know, it's a, it's a bona fide music joint, <laughs> uh, so, a good, so a good place to play. They all have decent rooms. It's not, this isn't unusual. Michael McDonald's doing his autobiography, publishing his autobiography. I think the weird part is that Paul Reiser wrote it. 
Right. And, you know, Paul Reiser has written a number of books, and they've been bestsellers. And, and so he is collaborating with Michael McDonald on, this, on, a, on a memoir uh, that's going to come out. I believe it's, it's May 14th is the date it's coming out. And, you know, we'll see. It's called When a Fool Believes a Memoir. May 21st is the date. And, uh, you know, I guess, you know, it's, it's, it's like you'd write a book with any other writer. You know, the Doobie Brothers had somebody they worked with. Um, just about everybody does. And so this time it's going to be a very well-known actor. But like I say, he's also written a number of best-selling books. And it promises it's going to tell the story from, you know, from his Michael McDonald's journey from being a sideman and session musician to being part of Steely Dan and then the Doobie Brothers and then his solo career. Paul Reiser, I think, wasn't he in Beverly Hills Cop? He was in one of them. Is he going to be back for this new one? Beverly? I haven't seen, I haven't seen, they haven't seen the they cast said that, list. They said they rounded everybody up. Policeman. Yeah, in, so uh, I would believe that they find uh, a way to work him in. Two, I think. Was it two? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, but it's a little like uh, it's a little like seeing Richard Dreyfuss, uh, uh, you know, talking about a Civil War battle because he's he's done History Channel stuff just as a history expert or or uh, Phil Collins and his Alamo Alamo stuff. Alamo right. things, yeah. But Paul Reiser's a, a writer too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has other interests, and he's he's done some some good books about him. They're having right. a they're having a Dusty Hill auction. They they actually had it, um, so they raised a uh, a great deal of money. What was it? Thirty um, more than three million dollars, uh, auctioning off a number of items in his catalog. The top the top uh, money earner was his 1953 Fender Precision Bass, which was the one he played the most on stage. They got more than three hundred ninety three thousand dollars for that. Uh, the bass with the fur, you know, that he played in. In the video, right, the one that's, uh, that, the that ones got, that they spin, right. That got three hundred seventeen thousand um, more than that. Uh, you know, lots of other things, jackets, you know, stage clothing, some of his hats that he wore. So just just a whole bunch of stuff, basically a house cleaning, which is which is what you see happen after somebody passes away. You've seen the little old band from Texas uh, documentary oh, on yeah. ZZ Top, yeah. right? They go into like uh, Dusty's. I don't know. He has an, an, I want to call it an outbuilding, but it's nicer than that, where he just had all his stuff where he worked oh, yeah. and he wor- uh, wrote and all that stuff. Yeah. And I, and I remember looking at that and he says, I have way too much Elvis stuff. He goes to the point where people might think I have a problem. Well, yeah. and that, that we might see that auctioned <laughs> off at some point. Somewhere been, down the road. Unless it's been quietly donated. All know, right. Something. What are we going to finish with? What are we going to finish with today? Uh, well, let's. Um, we found out this week that Trevor Noah will be hosting the Grammy Awards for the fourth year in a row. On uh, and that takes place February fourth out in Los Angeles. He's also only the fifth person to ever host the show while he's also a nominee. He's in one of the comedy categories this year, and uh, Kenny Rogers was the first one to do that. And there have been there have been a few others, but. You know, so and he's he's done a good. I thought he's done a good job the past few years. Um, you know, he keep he keeps the show moving and he doesn't get in its way. And he's 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 good with a with a quick quip. And yeah, he does he doesn't really get too get too muddled in in any one thing or another. And that's what you want from a host. I was gonna say they really just want somebody to keep that thing moving, right? Yeah, like I say, he's done a good job. So it'll be it'll be good to have him back. 
It's the stage manager that keeps things moving anyway. Say, sure, sure, but but the host at least in front of the audience. It's the host who keeps the audience. He gets the, the blame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true too. All right, Gary, we're out of time. All right, we will talk next week. All right, we'll talk to you then. Have a good week, Gary. You too.